0: 78% of you who listen to this podcast do not subscribe. If you get a lot out of this podcast, it would mean the world to me if you subscribe to our show. It helps the podcast grow more than you might realize. And the more we grow, the more I'm able to bring on the guests you've been asking for. Thank you so much. Welcome to the EQ Minds Recharge Your Mental Health podcast. I'm Chelsea Pottinger, the host of this show and founder of EQ Minds, where we empower you to take care of your mental health and well-being. My book, The Mindful High Performer, is available worldwide. Click the link in the description to get your hands on a copy today. Discover how to make small changes to feel better every day. Today, I am joined by Mitch Wallace a leading figure in mental health education with a lifelong mission to empower others to feel understood. After working for Microsoft for almost seven years, he left his successful corporate career to devote himself full-time to helping overcome suffering and revisioning the mind's healing potential through the power of storytelling, connection and living with authenticity. Mitch founded Heart on My Sleeve, a global health initiative, and created Real Conversations and Real Mates for mental health support and education in Australia. As a wellbeing consultant, he has collaborated with companies like Google, Amazon, and has advised the UN on youth mental health. He currently hosts the Understood podcast and has a Masters of Psychology degree from Columbia University in New York. In my chat with Mitch, he shares his story so authentically We talk about shame, vulnerability and how saying I'm not okay is a sign of strength. Mitch explains the service it does to humanity when you are vulnerable and how storytelling is so incredibly powerful. Mitch talks about his three foundational pillars for his own mental health and how living a life with purpose adds so much to your well-being. I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I did. Let's get started. I'd like to welcome Mitch Wallace to the EQ Minds podcast today. Mitch, you are such a legend. I've been following your journey for years, and it's such a pleasure to finally connect here on the podcast.
1: Right back at you, Chelsea. It is an absolute honor to hold space with someone who's a, a rock star and truly making a difference like you are. So thank you very much.
0: Thank you, mate. Appreciate that. So I want to start here around what you have been up to with this incredible story of heart on my sleeve. I wanted to start there because I just think that audience needs to get across this.
1: Yeah, I think the easiest way to explain it is that I wanted to be Harris, this random dude who I've never met or spoken to before in my life for one other person and then it exploded into a global movement. So I had struggled with mental ill health since I was seven years old when symptoms first started to emerge that my parents saw, uh, which turned out to be quite acute obsessive compulsive disorder. I used to tap and check and, and pray and blink in these very strange patterns without even knowing what I was doing, just overwhelmed by intrusive thoughts, which the day I was diagnosed, all I heard was, you are broken. And so my only coping tool that I knew of at the time was to put a mask on and to try and pretend everything was fine. I did that for two decades and from an outsider's perspective was thriving. Youngest ever intern at Microsoft, global product manager by the time I was 25, bachelor's degree in commerce, uh, honor roll recipient at my high school. And yet I couldn't have felt more exponentially uh, in pain in all regards at every step along that journey and to the point where the tolerance in that system began to shake and eventually break when the delta between outer and inner perception kind of climaxed and that looked like me being very very close to taking my own life and that was at a point where i believe everyone confronts a moment or sometimes multiple moments where pretending becomes too painful And I still, even at that amount of pain, wasn't ready to accept that something wasn't okay. And until I saw this random video of a guy on YouTube staring down the barrel of his camera and sharing his story. And what it was, was the first time ever that I felt understood. And I believe that our greatest life need is to be seen and A lot of the pain that we carry in life, particularly when it comes to mental health, isn't necessarily the problem that we're experiencing. Anxiety is hard. Depression is hard. Being locked down in a pandemic is tough. Losing your job, fighting with your partner. They're all difficult things. But almost every problem is solvable. I think the part that buries people is the membrane that surrounds a problem called shame. And for me, the I am broken, I am crazy. I'm unlovable. This is going to be like this forever. Those stories in my relationship to the problem did far more damage than the actual illness itself. And by seeing and connecting with one person uh, through them wearing their heart on their sleeve, it gave me the ability to drop lifetime's worth of stories that were holding me back. And also the willingness and the belief to go toward the thing that i had been avoiding and running away from my whole life and so i think people wearing their heart on their sleeve give people the first step to true healing which is to be real to yourself and other people that something's not okay i've never seen someone get well truly get well not just band-aid without starting step one with being going toward truth and being real and so That set me on a quest to be harassed for someone else. I went down to my local beach, drew a heart on my arm and said, here's the real story. And then boom, now, seven years later, we're leading an emotional movement towards authenticity of saying I'm not okay is a sign of strength.
0: That is so incredible. And I always feel like the cliche kind of speaks the truth where without darkness, there cannot be light. But always we need some kind of mental torch to illuminate these more difficult times and what you've been through, you've come out the other side of that and not only have you done incredible work on yourself but then you've rippled that out and you're impacting not just hundreds, Mitch, you're impacting thousands of people across, across our globe and really breaking down I think that stigma that still, I think it's getting better but I still feel like it does exist and that's why I want to ask you, you know, when people say I'm not okay Why do you think that those are the strongest words that you can
1: say? I think they're the strongest words you can say because to me, strength is measured by your willingness to overcome hard situations despite the gravity of the task. For example, uh, I've never heard an alcoholic get sober without four words leaving their mouth first. I am an alcoholic. Also said another way. I'm being with the raw, hard truth. It is from there that the fertile grounds of nourishing rewards and, and healing can start to occur. You know, even the other day, I sat down with a very, very close family friend of mine, and they said, No matter how dark things get, and no matter how much I crave the connection and want the help, I just cannot utter those words out of my mouth. So I think for a lot of people, they can relate to the fact that I would prefer to die the death of of ego than to survive through vulnerability. And that is so unhealthy and unnecessary. And subsequently why I believe that if we have a choice in living as human beings, because that's all it is, being a human being when you're not okay, then let's take it.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And did you find when you opened up that you had just so many people coming to you to say thank you?
1: Yeah, I mean, I've never ever done anything more rewarding than live authentically as myself. You know, it's still to this day, whenever I share my story, I'll uh, last weekend, 30 people came up to me after a keynote and said that that changed the game for them, period. You can be told a message in a million different ways that you should meditate, you should exercise, you should clean your life up it doesn't get let in until you see yourself in in someone else through wearing their heart on their sleeve and the vulnerability truly cuts through so uh, not only is it the right thing to do for your own well-being i think the service that it does to humanity by suspending ego and and leading with your heart is the role modeling that we so desperately need in the world today
0: absolutely couldn't agree more and i feel like even with, with you me knowing that you're so vulnerable and authentic right before we kicked off you asked how I was going and I'm like to be honest Mitch I've got low mood today but mm. I kind of know why I'm here in this space was because of the weekend and the behaviors that I did and I had a few drinks and didn't have a great sleep and you know so I turned up on this podcast in activewear rather than having a shower but I knew what levers that I needed to pull to bring myself back into alignment today, so skipping the shower to go to the gym instead to have a workout because the awareness mm. is there. However, I feel safe sharing that with you because I know you get it, and I know that you would never pass judgment on my where I'm at right today in that only positive judgment positive judgment
1: right <laughs> only <laughs> commendation on. On choosing self-care over ego, like, am I going to look good or feel good? You've taken, well, you look great, but you feel great too. So they're the types of micro decisions that make up who you are in the long term.
0: That's so true. It's those small little habits that we know, those levers that we can pull and the awareness we're talking about, you know, it's the longevity with the illness that you can actually now have the awareness to be able to see it and catch it before we slip too far. Absolutely. What's Mitch Wallace doing for your mental health every day? I'm sure you've got a fair bit in the toolkit there, but what are the main three things that you kind of lean on to make sure that you stay kind of really high-functioning and 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 well?
1: Um, So many things. I, I wish we had hours and days to discuss. I, look, top three, number one is connection. Uh, outside of genetics, your relationships determine the quality of your mental health. And I have an incredible system around me that again, I'm, I would be so much more concerned if my relationships weren't intact than I would me not being able to afford a three bedroom versus a two bedroom apartment. Like that is to me, the essence of life is the quality of my connections. Um, and so if I'm not doing well, there are certain people that can allow me to remember who I am immediately. And ignite my own self-regulation capacity for my nervous system to do the work and get myself back to okay. Nothing will cut that through more than love. The second thing is cognition. So where are my thoughts distorting? And journaling is kind of like my canvas in order to reorientate when I'm not okay. So, okay, what am I thinking? What's true, helpful, and accurate here? What's not true, helpful, and accurate here? What other perspective can I take? Because a lot of life's problems can be solved by pivoting the story. The third thing would be chemistry. So, notice there's three C's connection, cognition, chemistry, chemistry is that what are the core pistons of the engine, usually sleep, diet, and exercise that I can tweak or have neglected that some simple fixes can bring me back to alignment. Um, but I haven't always, I'm very lucky and have the luxury of having an always on pillar that sits beneath that, that acts like resilience glue. And that is purpose. You know, living a life of purpose where you're not serving just yourself and you know that every day you're at least trying to make one human being one percent happier. That shit is just like concrete platform for you to stand on when things get shaky. Like it is, I think the quicksand of life is being self-focused and doing things that are easy. I think the sturdy iron-like force field you can build when you do things for others that are hard makes minor issues obsolete and gives you perspective to have uh, a long-term thought of thriving, not a short-term goal of what's next.
0: That's awesome. I mean, yeah. I think that's where, that's where we end. <laughs> I, don't, I think that's <laughs> just such a drop moment. Um, Mitch, <laughs> with what you're doing with um, Heart on My Sleeve and, and your work, where can my beautiful community and audience who are listening in today find more about what you're up to?
1: You do have an incredible community. I had a look on your Instagram and I can tell that people generate huge amounts of value from your service. So again, commending you on what you've built and, and will continue to thrive with. Um, you can follow me on the socials at Mitch Wallace, Wallace with an I-S, W-A-L-L-I-S. I have a podcast, et cetera. Uh, or you can follow Heart on My Sleeve on all the socials. Head to heartonmysleeve.org for a shit ton of free resources. Um, and we will continue to deliver as much as we can to make your life uh, even a little bit better.
0: Well, Mitch Wallace, keep soaring legend. You're doing such a beautiful impact in this world. And thank you so Thanks, much mate. for coming on the podcast. Thank you. My absolute
1: pleasure. Thank you for having me.
0: This podcast and the information contained therein is made available for educational purposes only and is not intended to provide medical advice. This information should not be used as a substitute for competent medical advice from a licensed specialist, doctor, or psychologist. Thank you.